Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex episode 95 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by AmericasCardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from AmericasCardroom.com, Simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the adverts or banners on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on the OneOuter.com website and via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then email questions at OneOuter.com or tweet them or post them in the Facebook group. Alex, we are back, episode 95. We've had a five-minute break before this one. There's not much more Brexit stuff happened or anything like that. <laughs> so we can, if there's nothing you've got to chat about, we can just get into questions and then rant along with uh, question-related rants if you want, unless there's something you want to bring up right at the start. Well, there is this one thing about mangoes that pisses me off. No, no, let's get in. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Okay, okay. Right. The first question for this episode, we will go with Jay. And I got it right here. This one was emailed to me just this morning from Alex. Uh, oh, good. Doctor. We're getting it out. So right. this one's fresh. Um, okay, I do have a poker-related question, but not about a specific hand, but my play in a hand. I thought that since our views are pretty parallel on things, then maybe you would be able to help me work through this. Hopefully it is something you experience and have mastered. Occasionally, definitely, definitely not most of the time, I will find myself making a move or playing just stupid. Stuff I know I should not be doing. When this happens, I have noticed that it rapidly destroys my game. Sometimes I can catch it right away and sometimes it's not costing me a buy-in before I get myself back to playing solid. I'm trying to recognise why it is happening, what triggers it, and what I have found is that someone who I know... I can outplay that has gotten lucky, it has a big stack, and I can convince myself that I can outplay them. Well, I'm sure you know the outcome here. They always have the goods when I go after them. What do you think I can do to either recognize it, even though I know I'm better and can outplay them, the smarter choice is to wait until I have their range dominated, or if I do go after them, how can I recognize that I am beat earlier and just get away from the hand and not let my thought that I can outplay them be such a huge influence in me sticking around? Well, I, the first thing I'm going to say, well, first off, this is a great question. This is something I've dealt with. I dealt with most of my career until pretty recently. Uh, I, I would just get super emotional when I played bad, or I, I got super emotional a, a lot of the time. I was just, I, honestly, I just wasn't really built for professional poker for a long time. I, I I had the skills. I made money. I, I don't know if I should have been calling myself a professional in those years. Uh, one thing to recognize is most of the guys who've been around a really long time uh, tend to uh, they tend to be a little tighter. They they tend to be a little more solid. They're they're not really 
out there trying to prove that they can outplay people. If they can't, you know, if it comes up, it comes up, right? But they're, they have specific situations they've really thought of, and they will apply the pressure on those situations. But what they're not doing a lot of is improvising when they're playing at Carnegie Hall, right? There's a lot of guys that go to the live tournament and they think, this is the time I'm going to come up with this play, or yeah. like, what could he really, you know, have here? A lot of this stuff, your training should be, we don't rise to the occasion, we fall to the level of our training. Your training should be tough, the poker tournament should be, the, now lately, like, I've trained so hard when it comes to poker, and I've looked at so many situations a lot of times playing poker is pretty dull just because situations don't come up, right? They just, and when they do come up, I'm excited and I execute the play and it works out. But then a lot of it is waiting for the next one, right? And, uh, but if you just, uh, if you're just kind of winging it, that's when you can get really emotional. Or that's what I've found. And investing yourself really into learning the game, I find is what really prevents this the most. Uh, also, I'd really recommend meditation. Uh, I don't do it every time I don't meditate for like a few days or a week. I really feel dumb about it because when I come back, you can feel a real difference. Like if you do it for like a week, right, you will start really feeling a lot more in your body, a lot more aware of your emotions, not letting them dominate you. And one thing I really realized when I was trying to get more awareness is a lot of times when we're beating ourselves up, that's a way of letting ourselves off the hook. It's like, oh, it's okay I played bad because I hate myself for it, right? And it's like, well, no. The, the way you justify your mistakes is you learn from them, right? And uh, I don't know anyone. Uh, there's a famous uh, Ben Hogan quote, which is like uh, golf is a game of myths. It misses whoever misses the best wins and a lot of poker is just missing the best right you got to learn how to play bad well when you you do something now here's the way you can play bad you can fudge up a hand right every single in the words of phil ivy every single time i play i make mistakes uh i don't know a poker player who's really good who can't admit to me they make a mistake almost every day they play uh, they just see something wrong. They do something wrong. They didn't think something through. But what they're really good at doing is recovering, right? Uh, you you don't go, like, whatever sport you watch, you don't see the guy, like, score. You don't see the other team score a goal, and then you're allowed to just completely fall apart, right? You're, you're supposed to be resilient in this uh, venture. So when you lose... Uh, or do something wrong, or you, may, you flub a play, really what's strong, it, what's, what you get paid the big bucks for is learning how to get out of it. I recently sent an email that Barry didn't read uh, called uh, Road Game, where it was just, what do you... I do, I do, Drew. I, I read your newsletter. I won't have any uh, okay. I don't, I do. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> but like it was, uh, I was just messing with you based on the email from last time, but... Well, one of the things that took me a long time to learn was how to play when I was frustrated or, you know, God forbid, there's like problems at home and whatever, right? You, you, you just have, you have times where you're just not doing as well. And you, you might be jumping out of your skin wanting to feel better by outplaying somebody, but you have to resist this temptation with all of your mind and being. So something I'll start doing is I'll, I'll stop raising the suited gappers. Uh, 
from pretty much any position unless it's just a lock and the cutoff or the button, right? I see the guys like ready uh, to fold or they have no three bet or something like that. I'll stop opening the broadways from like earlier positions. I'll uh, just the unsuited broadways. I'll stop opening the weak aces from anything but the button. Uh, I'll stop opening twos through sixes. And it's a really nitty game, but I cannot tell you how many times I've acquired a stack doing this, right? Like, I cannot tell you how many times. A couple hours later, I was like, I'm feeling better, right? Or I've gotten to a dinner break, and I, I've taken a moment, and I feel better. Or, you know, I get to bed, and I sleep, and I feel better. Or sometimes even 20 minutes later, I feel fine, right? It's just one of, the, it, it, it's just one of those things uh, – a lot of people just instead just kind of get on themselves and they think that in a way is a solution. There's two different uh, adjustments. The the first adjustment used to be arrogance. That used to be very popular in the poker community. It's like, well, I won this, this, and this, so I couldn't possibly do anything wrong, right? It's like, do you know who I am? I'm sick, right? The new one is like now it's popular. And by the way, I was doing all of this before all of you. So I'm a hipster. And y'all should bow down. But, like, I used to beat myself up on, like, uh, poker ponage videos, right? And people would be like, God, this is weird, right? I'm used to the guys just telling me why they're sick, right? And I was like, well, guys, this is how I analyze hands, right? I don't look for what I did right because what am I going to learn from that? And I'm just letting you guys in on the process. I remember the comments of the video. I got so many emails like, you're so weird. You shouldn't be so mean to yourself. I was like, you don't understand. I'm not, I'm learning. I'm having a good time. Right. Like, and then, uh, and now I just, I'm at poker tournaments and a guy plays bad and they're like, they, they like break down and they yell at themselves and they, uh, they, they, you know, they put on a puss face and they, you know, uh, it, it's another version of like the, like, oh, I run so bad, right? It, and I'm just like, you know, it's okay because I hate myself, right? And there is kind of like a narcissism behind that, which is, and I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know if this applies to you specifically, Jay, but if for me it was a narcissism where I believed I could outplay everybody all the time, right? Now, it sounds like you think you're being silly when you do that. I fully did not think that. I totally thought I was better than everyone and when I played bad, I'd be so mad at myself because deep down I knew I could really beat everyone. And uh, really, I had to recognize I'm human. These are other very educated people. Uh, they're allowed to outplay me. They're also allowed to play the tournament any way they feel like. So sometimes I'm going to get unlucky. Sometimes I'm going to make, make mistakes. This is something I say. A lot of people can't believe I say this, but every single day I play, I get outplayed. Somebody outplays me. It happens. You know, it just happens. I have to accept that going in. I can't, you know, I, like right now is the rainy season in Costa Rica. I can't go outside and for the 36th day in a row see rain and go, can you believe this crap? You know, because if I start doing that, everybody here is going to be like, are you nuts? How long have you lived here? Right? And then it's the same thing with poker. You know bad beats are going to happen. You know people are going to outplay you. There's a lot of times, you know, if you were a teacher uh, at a high school it's really likely you would have colleagues you did not care for. But in the teacher's lounge, you would have to keep civil. And if you were working together on a project, you'd have to just be civil. It's the same thing in poker. There's certain people I don't like at the poker table, but I have to find a way to identify with them or to disengage or whatever. One of the things I always test myself with, there are people that hate me. 
And I have no idea what I ever did to them, nor will I ever. But there are, there's a lot of guys that really want to become a professional poker player, right? And for whatever reason, it's not working out. They've run bad or bad life situations. Or <laughs> most likely solution, you're just not that good. But uh, they, and when they see a guy who has done it, right, and they just want to go after him and they don't like him, right? And one of the things I told myself, there was one time there was this guy and like, you know me, I do the battle rap. I can come up with a pretty biting line and make you feel pretty bad about yourself, right? And this, this poor guy had a pimple on his nose, right? He was like five foot four. I, I don't know what it is in meters, sorry. <laughs> but uh, he was five foot four and he just had a snide remark for every time I made any play. And he had a pimple on his nose and I, I, I just, you know, I... I, I, I was going to say something about it, and I was like, I want you to say something nice to this guy, right? So, like, every time he three-bet me, I was like, I had – and don't say this, like, sarcastically. It'd be like, all right, you caught me, and I'd fold, right? And then, like, I would pat him on the back and smile at him. That would frustrate him more than anything because he wanted to hate me, but now he had no reason to, right? And that, to me, is like – I felt myself becoming more mature, Right. And every time I get pissed off at a poker table, uh, two minutes later, I'm like, you are such a dude. Like, what are you doing? Right. This is a card game. People, men get riled up at a card game. Your job is to not get riled up. Right. But the meditation has really helped me. Right. And sometimes just spending time alone. Right. There was uh, uh, there there was recently a bit of a situation in my family and it, it, there had to be. You know, I could have like lugged it. I had to go to, uh, I had to go to this one doctor's office every day, and uh, I, I could have, you know, made a huge. Uh, it, it was a pretty long commute, and uh, I, I could have made it, but I decided, you know, there, things were getting hectic, and I just rented like kind of a small hotel. Well, I rented a hotel room, and uh, for a few nights. Well, I booked it on Hotwire, Barry. Do you, guys, do you know what Hotwire is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, it, it doesn't, yeah, sound more excited. Thank you for my story. You're, you're the best, Barry. <laughs> you're the asset. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of Hotwire. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting, yeah. Well, Hotwire, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially, it'll show you the hotel in your area, and it, it won't tell you the name, right? So I, it was like 39 bucks a night, and it was like a three-star hotel, and I was like, sweet, right? And so... Uh, I booked it and it was a gay hotel and it was pride week. So I was like the only straight guy, like walking around a pool of like 20 guys with six packs, you know, all staring me down. And, you know, they were all arguing about who was going to convert me. Right. And I was like, ah, right. And then I ran out, but actually everybody was super nice, but it was like, but like having three days, like, even though it was just like, it was a small room and I just kind of had, you know, I had my laptop and a coffee table and I couldn't really do much or anything, but getting a little distance from the situation helped me see things a lot better, right? And then, you know, fortunately, uh, uh, it, it, fortunately things kind of panned out a little bit better, right? And then uh, it, 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 it turned out uh, the person having the health scare kind of, it, it got better. I, again, don't, don't want to talk about it, but it, it was... It, it was looking a lot better, right? But I, I was getting emotional and people were getting emotional. And then you want to make sure, like, if you're getting emotional at a poker table, like, 
there's sometimes you got to take like some time to work on something else. You know what I mean? If you're, if you just can't play poker, you've got to have other passions. You know what I mean? Uh, like Barry really enjoys watching horrible science fiction movies on Netflix and horror movies. That's his thing. You know, whatever it is, it mine's video games, right? Like I, I love video games, but th- those are really stupid examples, but like it should be something that's kind of another investment, right? You, you can have, what, whatever it is, Tai Chi, or like you go to martial arts lessons, or, you know, you play, you play soccer with your buddies every Thursday night, or whatever it is, right? It's good to have other focuses. I found my self-awareness went way up at the poker table once things started going well in my life, right? Like I started, I started writing more. I always enjoyed writing. I wasn't doing enough of it. Um, and, you know, eventually I parlayed that into getting the book deal. And then, uh, you know, I was doing the rap battling, which was always like something I really enjoyed growing up, like writing lyrics and rapping and uh, doing, you know, being in metal bands and stuff like that. And that was kind of a part of me I really missed. And getting out there and getting back into the ring just felt amazing. Even even though I kind of flubbed it the first couple of times, I didn't really know what I was doing. It was still getting out there and like having other interests and I, I think that can really help. And uh, a lot of times this, oh, yeah, go to therapy. Like, go, go to therapy. This is another thing. A lot of times I didn't even know what I had to work on, right? I had no idea. I, but it wasn't until I talked to someone a lot smarter than me who actually had a lot of medical training uh, or in just people skills who went, oh, it seems like you're really pissed about this. And it's like, you're right, I am pissed. And then, you know, you come up with some, a lot of times, like anger and something else. It's like when a, uh, you know, you uh, when you get into an argument uh, w- with your spouse, and a lot of times, you know, the guy's always so dumb. It's like, why did she get so pissed? I left the socks on the couch, right? And then it's like she's really mad about something else. When you flip out at a poker table, you're mad about something else. You know what I mean? A lot of times, there's something else in your life that's not going well, and you need to work through that, right? And uh, and by the way, a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to work on my life and I play poker. That's a great way to procrastinate. You know, I had many years of poker. I did not play my best. Uh, but you know what? I'm a much, much, much better poker player today because I played and I was in there. Right. And then uh, I, now if you think you're not playing that well, move down in stakes. That's another thing. You might be playing too high of stakes. Uh, you want to play a poker tournament or cash game where if you lose the buy in, it's not going to hurt. But if you win, it's going to feel okay. It's going to feel good. It's never going to feel like, you know, if you win in a poker, obviously if you win in a poker tournament, it's big. It's amazing, right? But like you want to, like it's great like on America's Carter and there's like a 30 or $50 tournament. You play that, you have fun. There's lots of guys who don't know what they're doing. If you win, it's like $2,000. That feels amazing. But if you lose 30 bucks, it's like, well, you know, I could have gone to the movies tonight or I could have spent 30 bucks on this tournament and I had a good time, right? I had a good time learning. I had a good time playing. That's what you want. What you don't want is to hop into some like 1k live event when you make 4k a month right i see a lot of guys do that and of course when they lose they just stomp the table and piss get pissed and dump off the rest of their chips right and uh that's really you know poker is a funny game a lot of weird things happen in poker that's kind of what makes it so fun if it was so easy you know it would be uh, there's just so many factors you could never keep track of all of them, right? It's impossible. This goes back to our last episode. We were talking about like uh, complicated and complex problems. 
Complicated means it can be solved. Chess is complicated, it, it, but it more or less can be solved. There are machines that can beat all but the five best chess masters on earth, right? And poker, God bless it, is complex. There's so many factors, you can't figure it out, right? And uh, even though, you know, there's a reason there's no bot that's like taken over. You could, you could even like create like, a bot that plays like game theory optimal, but it's going to eke out a profit and still the pro professional is going to kill it much more. You know what I mean? Because he's making adjustments much faster on the fly and God bless poker. But the reason people play also is because it's so complex and goofy crap happens. People watch a football game uh, because no one knows what's going to happen, right? People play poker because no one knows what's going to happen. You could stomp Phil Ivy's ass someday, you know, if that is possible. It could happen, you know? So, yeah, so I try to focus on the benefits. There's also a article I did called Unconventional Tips for uh, Tilt Control. You can just Google that on, uh, it was on Poker News. That's one of my most popular articles. It's about how I deal with all that stuff. And it, it's kept me going for 10 years. And I'm still feeling really good. So, uh, you know, have at it. Mazel tov. <laughs> Okay, next question is, this is the one we were talking about in the last episode, it's about Vegas, so it's from Craig. Uh, Hi guys, I've been watching the coverage of the WSOP and I must admit I think it's another year gone by me and I'm thinking why am I not there? I'm a full-time player and although I make a realistic 30 to 40k US dollars a year, I'm based in the UK. I don't believe I'm rolled enough to go out and play these events. I also don't really think just flying out for, say, the main, which I could do, is a smart move. What's your advice? Did he say he makes it from poker or from, like, his job? A uh, full-time player. Oh, he's a full-time player. I make okay. it. I, yeah, yeah. I heard so full-time on my end. Sorry. Oh, no, full-time player. Okay, I, I didn't know if it was going to be, like, full-time, like, clerk at a library or whatever, but... Okay, you're a full-time player. You make 30 to 40K a year. By the way, you're in the top 0.1 percentile, my friend. So this is a time to celebrate. You're doing great. You're doing great. That might not mean Vegas, but who – dude, you're making 30, 40K a year. Do you know what that is? Why are you living in the United Kingdom? Well, actually, maybe, maybe that's about to become a great place to have the dollar. But uh, normally, that's not a great place to have the dollar. Maybe you should be going to another country and living out of there. But if you have friends there – you know, if you a lot of people do this, like my friends are there and I'm like, yeah, Skype still exists. You know what I mean? You can call your friend, friends and it's like, yeah, if they're, I, I don't get this when people are like, oh, it's my, you know, well, what do you do with your friends? Well, we go out and we get drunk and we talk and I'm like, you go out and you get drunk with your friends and you're holding up your entire life for that. Why don't you guys just do some shot shots on FaceTime if that's really so important to you or whatever the hell the kids <laughs> call it these days. Right. And then get out to. You know, there's there's wonderful places out there where your money goes really, really far. I've heard people uh, I've heard of people like in a lot of like Eastern Europe, like Eastern Europe, I've heard is like really, really cheap. A lot of these countries are really stable. And if you want to go back, you can, you know, if God forbid, like money's, you know, an issue and you had to like get back really quickly, you could take a couple trains and still make it right. And then uh, so, OK, you got your 30, 40 K a year. You want to go to Vegas. I, I don't I, – I, dude, you're not missing anything, okay? I work with a lot of these professionals. A lot of the guys who win bracelets lose all the money eventually. 
tournaments are one of the most difficult things. Me and my buddy's book is going to come out. We're going to talk about staking and playing. It's just amazing when you apply some normal concepts from other forms of professional gambling to poker backing and uh, playing tournaments. And you will see how many people like just aren't rolled for it, aren't prepared for it. And it does eat up a lot of people. You're actually making money. A lot of do you know how many guys come to me and pay incredible money to just learn how to make 30, 40 K a year. You've already done it. And it sounds like you've done it on your own. If you want to go to Vegas and make it, you got to move. Uh, you're you're going to have to move there. You shouldn't go out there for just one event. You should move, right? Now, uh, let's see. You're in the U.K. So I think, do you guys get three-month visas to the United States, or is it six months? I think it's three months. It's three I months. Think, I think it's 90-day visas. 90-day yeah. visas. So, like, you could get uh, really cheap places, I think, in Las Vegas. I mean, the big thing to do, I mean, if you really want to do the Carlos Welch, which I think everybody should be doing, is... Uh, you get like a very small amount. Uh, well, Carlos doesn't do this specifically, but like if, if you want to be really good with your money, I, I think Carlos, Car- Carlos is cool because he says he's a professional poker student, which immediately means that he's out there learning, right? He's not, I, to me, like the humility of that is amazing. And then like he will, if he can save a buck, he saves a buck, right? And it saves him a bunch of money. He had this quote, Barry. I love this. He was like, see, he was talking to Andrew Brokos from the Thinking Poker podcast. He was like, see, this is the thing, Andrew. If I was a professional, I would have to do this for money. Since I'm not a professional, I can do whatever the hell I want, right? And I was like, God, that is such a good point, right? He's out there to learn and have fun and have a good time, right? And uh, he, he, I think people should learn from his example. I really wish I fall. Jocko was kind of my example for this when I was younger. Jocko was like, we don't need to spend money on this. We could spend money, you know, if, if you're going to, he, he was kind of like, if you're going to do it up, do it big, do it big, but don't waste money on a hotel room, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, it, it, like if you're going to go out, it, you know, go out. But, uh, but like something I'll do, or, or I used to do when I was bumming around a little bit more, is you talk to the poker dealers and be like, hey man, where's the cheapest hotel room here? And a lot of those guys are like, especially during the, uh, the tournament series, they're only in, blowing in for a couple days and uh, they'll be like 20 bucks, uh, the station in or whatever it is. Right. And you're like, really, do you got a guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them will help you. Right. Most of the people, uh, most of the people are pretty nice. You know what I mean? I, there, there's a lot of weird people in Vegas. Don't get me wrong, but uh, a lot of guys will just help you. Right. They're cool people. And then, uh, and so anyway, uh, I would really recommend you can like get out there and you can just have like uh, you, you could even just have like a backpack with your stuff in it or you could have like just a small suitcase with your stuff. If you're thinking about going back to the UK and you just or you could just use Airbnb and get a place that's not, you know, not that expensive and you could rent a car. You know, you just got to parlay these deals together. You know what I mean? And you could take your shot for three months. Right. And then if you want to keep it going, you fly to Canada, you'll have a much easier time getting into Canada than May. Uh, and you come back and then you got another three months. Right. And then if you like it out there, maybe you rent a place a little bit more permanently. Right. And then uh, you figure it out. And then uh, I think you got to either go ahead and take your shot there. I, I don't know. My personal opinion is you got to get out of the UK. That's my that's my personal opinion. Not not that it's a bad country i'm just saying currency leveraging is going to kill you 
the pound is always going to be super strong, and there's a good chance it could re- rebound. You know what I mean? And it, that just – it's like taking your money and just – you know, you don't have to – a lot of people go like, oh, I live in the U.K. I don't have taxes. I'm like, the hell you don't. You know, like you pay th- – how much is a cheeseburger where you're, where you're from, Barry? Uh, like at an okay restaurant. Depends on the cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, like at an uh, okay restaurant. I, yeah, an all right one. I'd say eight to ten pounds for a pretty standard. Okay, okay. So up until yesterday, milk. like some chain or some local independent that's semi decent, I'd say about that, maybe eight to twelve pounds. Say that. Okay, so uh, up until yesterday, uh, a cheeseburger was fifteen dollars, right? And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, in. A lot of countries, it's like two. It's like four. So, like, you're paying a tax. So you don't realize it, right? I ordered a cheeseburger last night. It was incredible. I, I think it was four bucks. I'm pretty sure if it was four bucks, I would be shocked. It was probably three bucks. And it was better than many cheeseburgers I've had in my life. Just to give you an idea of the expenses you'll be paying, uh, you can... Uh, uh, now I want a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> Yeah, but, I, but I mean, there's a lot of times, like, you know, your rent, like, it, it, my rent in one point in Costa Rica, I was renting a house with a property, right, like a backyard, a front lawn, and I had, like, multiple bedrooms and stuff like that, and it was like an old log, not like a log cabin, but it was very rustic, right, and it was, like, up in a very beautiful part of the country, and they were like, what's your rent, right, and I was like, 300 bucks a month, and I was all proud of it, and people were like, you're getting robbed, right, and I was like, what? Or like, there's no way in hell you should be paying that much. Or it was like 400. I can't remember, right? It was to the point I didn't even think of it, right? Every month, right? It was just kind of out the door. There it goes, right? And then people here were telling me you got robbed, right? Now, if you rent that same place in Switzerland, and literally it'll look very similar, like the foliage and everything, and the view. Like I had a view of like sprawling foothills out into Costa Rica. It could be two thousand, three thousand dollars a month, right? And it's like, you know, and I mean, all you got to do is, you, I mean, the crazy thing is I used to do this stuff and like you couldn't learn a language, right? You would buy those god awful Rosetta Stone uh, DVDs that were $400 and ended up just teaching you how to say shoes over and over again by clicking on a picture and making you feel like you're playing Blue's Clues. And uh, now you have Duolingo, you know, like Duolingo is essentially Rosetta Stone for free, right? If you're worried about learning a language, a lot most people speak English around the world. Like even in Costa Rica, I'm just half my Uber drivers speak English, right? And then so, you know, just I, I think it's one of those things you got to get out there. And if you get, if, if part of that's Vegas, you know, I'd really recommend you follow Carlos Welch. Like he's got a lot of really cool ideas as far as like saving money. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I I think the other thing you can do is Hotwire. That's how you can get like a hotel, but I, I really think you should set up shop somewhere, you know what I mean, other than the United Kingdom. If that's Las Vegas, that's Las Vegas. Uh, you know, be patient. Don't travel until you get a deal. If you're going to buy plane tickets, uh, either wait till the absolute last minute or do it three months in advance. Uh, or I think there's like Airfare Watchdog is really good. Uh, another thing you can do is go to the Kayak website and you just enter. What you can do is enter in your home airport and then throughout the year, it will, like, go through, like, millions of itineraries, and it'll find you the most absurd deals you can imagine. Like, a, a lot of my family's in Alaska, right? For me to go to Alaska normally, 
it would cost $3,000, literally, uh, to go from Costa Rica to Alaska. I just ran that thing the other day, and it was like, uh, it's going to cost you $800, right, if you go this specific time, right? Now, I chose not to do it because it was like for three days, and God help me, I'm not flying up into the Arctic for three days, right? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to set up shop. Set up shop. Uh, I'm getting uh, back. Yeah, the, the headphones no. just popped up. Oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, yeah, good thing I brought attention to it. But, uh, yeah. no, I mean, you can set it up. and Like, there's just stuff like that, right? And then Las Vegas is one of the most popular de- destinations because they're trying to get you in there, right? And you can uh, – uh, and another cheap thing you can do is, like, okay, you get in there, and now you need an exit ticket, right, when you land. Get, like, a bus going across the, like, U.S.-Mexican border, right? Like, literally find a bus from, like, Kingston, Texas to what – I don't know what's on the other side, Juarez or whatever it is, right? It'll be, like, 50 bucks or something like that. But don't buy a return ticket. You're not going to use that $358, right? Just get it through – that was one thing in Costa Rica before I got my residence. They used to, like – you have to have a return ticket. You have to have a return ticket. And I was like, guys, like, I'm getting my residence. All my paperwork's here. I don't have a return ticket. They were like, sorry, you got to buy one. Finally, somebody was nice enough to show me. It was like, there's a, there's a boat that goes from uh, Puerto Viejo uh, in Limon here, which is like the tip of the country, and it goes to Nicaragua. And it's like literally like a 10-minute boat ride, right? And it cost 20 bucks. So like just every time I came through, I just slammed that down on the counter. Like, good, you took my 20 bucks. Well done. Right. Yeah. And then you can do that too. Right. You know, be, be sure to piss off the customs officials. That's assassinato's advice. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, there's a way to like, you know, anyway, and if you guys got questions about this, write me at Alex at pokeradress.com. I think we should go to another question, but I love setting up. My life has gotten so good in Costa Rica. Right. There was, a, there was a time earlier I was kind of like, oh, I want to go back to the States, right, because it's different for me here. But, like, every time I think about – whenever I go to the States for, like, a week, I'm like, God, it's so weird how expensive crap is here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, can I get a bottle of water? Yeah, it's three bucks. Three bucks? Right? <laughs> like, what? And it's like, yeah. you know, here it's like if you buy them in bulk, it's like 10 cents, right, or 20 cents or, or – the water's clean to drink here. The water in my house is like the best water I've ever had in my life, right? It comes, it, it's, it, it's amazing. I drink like 10 glasses of it every day. But yeah, anyway, all right, all right, all right. I'm it's d- interesting. I, I like all that currency leverage stuff because I think it's applicable in just in terms of a mindset thing of how to think about yeah. life and, and making money as well, seeing yourself as a business, etc., whether it's poker exactly. or well, whether whatever you're doing, I think it's important. Well, and a lot you know? of times you can uh, you can come back to your home country. Like I was doing some research for the professionals' mindset. That stuff to me is really fascinating. And the professionals' mindset was a lot about how to think about poker, how to leverage your currencies, how to do that stuff. And that was my, my most polarizing webinar. The emails I got we're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, or like, this is totally not one of your webinars, is one of the ones I got. It was like, that was so different. I'm, but nobody asked for a refund. They were just like dumbfounded when they saw it. They were like, is this how you really think about it, right? And I was like, yeah, this is, you think about it, a lot of people are like, I want to make $100,000 a year as a professional poker player, which, by the way, is really hard to do. Well, if you live in the United States, uh, like that's going to become 50,000 after a lot of taxes that mm-hmm. a lot of people say, Oh, income tax is only 42% or whatever it is. Yeah. There's also 
uh, property tax and there's also sales tax and there's also tax on like where you park your car and there's a lot of stuff like that. So it automatically becomes 50,000. Whereas if you, if you live in then, okay, all the extra costs and everything and rent and everything, it becomes like 30,000 or you could live in a very safe part of Costa Rica and make 40,000 a year and, or excuse me, make 50,000 a year, pay 15% taxes on it and then save a bunch of your money. So it pretty much inflates back into 50,000 and you just did half the work and made more money, right? And a lot of people don't get that. And there, there's, you can go back to your home country. There are, you can buy homes in nice parts of the States now for eighty, a hundred thousand dollars, but you can go to another country, live as a pauper, essentially just don't spend money on stupid crap, right? Like just don't drink. A lot of people always look at me like I'm insane. I'm like, don't drink. And they're like, yeah. Or like, you know, buy a bottle of vodka with your friends and like have a shot. You know what I mean? Or two, don't go out with your buddies and pay 20 bucks for a beer at Ibiza just because somebody told you to, right? In a whatever, right? It, it's a, it just, or it, whatever you do, just save money. And I, I, and if you want to save money, a lot of times it's just, yeah, clean living, you know what I mean? And then cook, like lately, I, I realized I was spending too much money on food. I was eating out constantly. I was or, always ordering from a local diner. So it's like, well, I, I want to eat just healthy and I'm a pretty simple dude, so I eat, you know, like rice and beans and like cuts of chicken, and I eat that a lot. Or I get like salad. I prepare salad earlier on in the week. I cut up chicken and I put it in, and then there's a meal, right? And then you uh, are a really good one is uh, my wife taught me is mixing garbanzos with tuna with mayonnaise and then putting that with some things. And then that's really cheap and that's really good and it keeps you full and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm realizing I'm saving hundreds of dollars, right? Like that's, that's another house payment. You know what I mean? Like eventually, and it, like all that stuff adds up and it's like, if it's not going to change your satisfaction level that much, I was actually really dissatisfied, like eating out all the time. I was getting fatter. Like, you know, it, it can really help you read the four hour work week too. That was the, God, that book's kind of old now. That book's like 10 years old. Yeah, right? I, I really I really wish you would update it or put something else out. Yeah, more. because he's like, you use this, remote assistant like company it's like out of business or something like seneca seneca, yeah. <laughs> seneca. all right and um, we've got 10 minutes left uh you want to see if you can tackle this question let's, and go. Then let's go for it fire uh it's from neil um hey hoping you guys can help me out i really struggle with playing out long sessions especially when say i only have one or two games left near the end even when i'm deep say last 100 from a huge field I feel my game slipping and making far too many stupid mistakes in these situations. What are some steps I can take to improve this? I know it's 100% my fault. Hey, good. I mean, that's the first step. A lot of people a lot of people give me the goofy ex- excuses you've ever heard when I do hand history reviews with them. But uh, do some push-ups. You know, I mean, I'm serious. Like, if you have a bunch of nervous energy, just get down and do some push-ups. And then just kind of... Uh, there's another thing you can do is uh, something I'll do is it, a lot of this comes down to boredom, right? So uh, uh, one way you want to make sure you're not distracting yourself. So you try to involve yourself in the game a lot more, right? You can start looking up the stats of everybody. You can start taking notes on the hands. You can replay the last, like something I'll do is I'll replay like the last, like, uh, a few hands at the table and I'll go through them. I'll Google the people and try to like look up 
how they've played before in the past or where they, you know, sometimes you can get where they subscribe to, where they, uh, where they're into, uh, what training sites they're into. And if you're familiar with those training sites, you might know some of the strategies they're going to do, right? You might. And then I find that stuff's kind of laborious, but it really makes you feel much more into it. Right. And then you feel like I'm really putting in time. And then when you put in that much time, you do not want to throw it off. Right. If you kind of want to go play Sega Genesis, you're probably just going to come up with a reason to leave. Right. And then, uh, I'd really recommend, uh, just involving yourself more. I get in a lot of exercise before your sessions. Uh, it doesn't have to be intense. I mean, it can just be walking or something like that. Uh, I, I really recommend, uh, meditation uh, is really good as far as like keeping yourself calm and like just try the point of meditation is to struggle right I, I, this is something I was told recently and it was just really intelligent uh, from Cardner and it was a uh, the point is to struggle you're you're supposed to be trying to focus and not succeeding right are you're you're going to it's going to be tough when you're learning how to do that but then it becomes a practice throughout the day being able to focus on something, right? And uh, I, 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 really, I, I really would watch, like, what you're eating. A lot of times, like, you get a ton of, uh, like, uh, I love Mexican food. I, don't, I shouldn't ever eat it when I play poker because you get this huge rush from all the cheese and the, you know, like, just kind of the stuff that's not that good for you, and then you have the crash, right? Uh, a lot of times what you should, you know, you should just be on some lean meats, and, uh, you know, drink a lot of water. Every time I drink less water, I feel it and I feel stupid. Uh, don't be, you know, those energy drinks give you like a huge high and then you crash. I'm totally off them, by the way. No more fizzy juice. Nah, how you doing on the fizzy juice? Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah I'm doing okay. I'm not drinking as much of it as I used to. But when I do drink it, I'm drinking the, the full fat stuff. I can't stand the diet sugar-free stuff. It's I've just got to put down the sugar stuff. I'm not going to grudge myself at when I want it, like now and again. But I don't drink it like three, four times a day. I, so. I only drink Diet Coke, and I don't know. Like, I can't drink normal Coca-Cola. And when I drink Diet, Diet Coke, though, I'm like, God, this must be bad for me. <laughs> this doesn't taste like it, – it, to me, I feel like I'm smoking a cigarette when I drink a Diet Coke. Like, I know it's not that bad, but I feel like, you know, this is something that gets me uppity, and it's not really good for me, right? But, yeah, anyway – uh, like a lot of guys I know, they're like, I drink juice, right? I drink juice. That's really healthy. And it's like, well, that's a ton of sugar. And then it gets you really high up and then it crashes you down, you know? Uh, drink just a ton of water and then, you know, don't overload on the coffee. That's something I used to do. And, uh, you know, just drink and try to get good coffee. That's another thing. Invest in a good coffee. There's a lot of like, when I drink coffee from the States, I get like a hyper high and then I like just crash, right? When I drink coffee, like even a very cheap coffee from Costa Rica here is just a very clean coffee, like a really good coffee. And then, you know, you make it with a lot of water and it's not the strongest thing, but like it's a very nice like little pick me up. Right. Especially when you cut it with your own water. And then you uh, but if you, you know, you just uh, like layer it on, it's uh, it in, you know, you do the triple Frappuccino bypass, uh, you're not going to be doing that well. And so, yeah, anyways, let's wrap this one up, Barry. Yeah, okay. Well, we do have some other questions, but we'll tackle them next week. Yeah. And keep them coming in. Email questions at com, and we will get them read out. 
Alex, how can people get in touch with you for your various products and upcoming webinars? Uh, you guys can write me at alex at pokerheadrush.com. Uh, you also can check out my new YouTube channel, uh, Assassin Auto Coaching. Uh, check out the YouTube link that uh, Barry has up on this post. And it's a free webinar that I did, which has something like 2,000 views, which I'm – thank you guys. Well, I imagine like – even if it's just half of that, like if I imagine a 1,000 of you in a room like watching me doing a PowerPoint, that's a pretty cool feeling. So I really thank you guys for showing up. And, yeah, you can check out that video, get the free strategy content and sign up. Uh, you, you can sign up for the YouTube channel right there. Check out PokerEdrush.com and please sign up for the newsletter there. Go to PokerEdrush.com, uh, type in your email address and set. Uh, you'll be signed up right after you confirm through your own email. And that's how you get like the pack of all my free training materials. Like the one I'm going to put together today uh, or tomorrow, it's going to be a bunch of, you know, there's going to be like three free like training videos, very short ones, but three free ones, right? And there's also the blogs, and then there's also numerous training articles. Nobody other than – there's nobody putting out as much content as I am putting out, right? And you want to make sure you're getting all of it because it comes out a lot of different places. So if you're enjoying this, if you're enjoying uh, this podcast, just be sure to sign up for all that stuff so you can get all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty basic. Sign up for all that stuff so you can get all that stuff. That's our new slogan. <laughs> That's our new slogan, putting that on a T-shirt. But, yeah, but yeah uh, be sure to check out Card Runners. Use promo code FREEMONTH, all capital letters, to get two months access to 2,000-plus videos for just $30 and $30 a month after that. And uh, so I wanted to see how fast I can do it these days. And, uh, yeah, you know, be sure, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We're doing a lot of free stuff on there, and I'm answering a lot of questions there and stuff like that. And, you know, you can tweet me at the Assassinato if you want a question that want, wants to get answered there. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was a good time, guys. Okay, and until next week's show, keep your questions coming in, and we'll see you all then. Cheers. Salute. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super-fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.